I'm Rob. And I'm Michelle. And this is Two, Two Librarians, Librarians Walk, Walk Into a, a Shelf. shelf. This is our 19th episode of our podcast. This is so exciting. What are we going to talk about today? I think today we're going to talk about our Christmas book picks that we uh, pick for each other. Bookmas. Merry, merry bookmas. It's the cheapest way to give a gift. Absolutely. You just check it out, give it to that person and hope they... They turn it in on they time. turn it in or then you have to pay for the book. But yes, uh, <laughs> we, we did that. And then we're going to talk about some Christmas movies. And I have a theory... Uh, on what makes a Christmas movie a Christmas movie. And I think we're going to get to the bottom of this. Is it or isn't it a Christmas movie about Die Hard? Okay. So that'll be later. But first, we're going to talk about our Christmas book picks for each other. Book miss. You want to go first or you want me to go? Uh, go ahead. So if you listened last time, you know that Michelle picked another romance, Hot Winter Nights by Jill Chavez. Lucas Knight... Mm. wakes up with someone in his bed and no memory of who it is after a night of celebrating. It turns out to be his co-worker, Molly. They work for Hunt Investigations, which Lucas is a partner. The other partners are Joe, Molly's overprotective brother, and Archer. Every time I read the name Archer, I imagined the animated character from the cartoon of the same <laughs> name. <laughs> Two older women are dressed as elves, and needing help waiting for Molly that morning at the office. Uh, they work at the Christmas Village, a sort of flea market bingo hall where Santa is pulling in a ton of cash, but not paying his elves. The partners don't want to take the job, but Molly, who's a neighbor of one of the elves, uh, she wants to be taken seriously and she wants to jump from the receptionist's desk into investigations. So she takes the job on the side because Joe knows his sister does not because Joe knows his sister does whatever she sets her mind to do, he asks Lucas, who is on light duty after a gunshot wound, to offer to help her. Reluctantly, he agrees, but Molly comes to him first, thinking that she's blackmailing him with the information about them sleeping together, threatening to tell her brother that they slept together if he doesn't help her. So he, he agrees to help her, not telling her that her brother and Archer the cartoon character have asked him to keep an eye on her and keep her safe. Uh, so not only do they both slowly realize they love one another, they also stumble on a bigger case involving local mafia and a long dead mob boss, Tommy thumbs. Molly is a resourceful character, totally independent, but with a wall around her heart because of past trauma in her life. Lucas also has a wall around his heart after losing his fiance in a car accident eight years earlier. Will they actually wise up and let love fill their hearts? Aww. Oh, to say anything more might ruin the fun for readers looking for a fun, fast, romantic read. Uh, Christmas isn't the background of the book. It's not necessarily a Christmas story, but Christmas is present. And uh, the bad guy is referred to as Bad Santa, which I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> um, it's part of the Heartbreaker Bay series. Chavez has a knack for writing, if not entirely real people in situations, she does write incredibly readable and incredibly likable characters in situations. Because it starts with a night of passion Lucas can't remember that Molly kind of holds over his head throughout the novel. To me, it seemed like an 80,000 word episode of the sitcom Three's Company. 
If you're familiar with that, <laughs> exactly. If you're familiar with it, every episode relied on one character knowing something and another character knowing half of that. And then, you know, screwball shenanigans played out for 30 minutes. So after reading Hot Winter Nights, I can easily imagine a very young Jill Shalvis sitting wide-eyed in her parents' paneled rumpus room, TV glowing in her face, laughing at the annex of Jack, Chrissy, Janet, and the Ropers. Hot Winter Nights by Jill Shalvis is available in the Huntsville Madison County Public Library System, as well as other Heartbreak Bay novels. Hoopla also offers the ebook as well as the audiobook. All right, so lots of ways to get that one. Yeah, and it was fun. I, I'll be I'll be honest. It was another fun, fast read. Um, I kind of recognize the formula at this point, two books, two romance books. And what I was surprised about was that the mystery was not as prominent as I thought it was going to be. It wasn't quite the focus. So I was expecting more of, I mean, it was there just enough to continue to put the two characters together so they would realize how much they really, truly loved each other. Mm -hmm. But is that the difference between a, a romance and a mystery? The romance kind of uses it as a background. It's not really the focus. Right. So there's lots of series out there that they have romantic interests. And at the end, the two characters end up together. Uh, an example of that would be like Heather Graham. She has a couple of series. One of them is kind of supernatural. The other one isn't. But they kind of use the backdrop of crime fighting or mystery solving. Uh, and it's the focus. The mystery is the focus. And the relationship between the two main characters is, you know, the second, the second tier. So Heather Graham stuff isn't considered romances. Because it's not the main focus of the book. Okay. But they do have that. Will they? Won't they? Are they going to get together? What's keeping them apart? And typically at the end of a Heather Graham, they end up together. But the focus of the story is the mystery that they're solving together instead of their relationship together. Okay. Well, I can tell you that a lot of older Dean Koontz, I don't read Dean Koontz anymore, but I did in the 90s. A lot of his books are like that too. And my mom even read a lot of Dean Koontz books because she liked that romance, but she also liked the action. And and sometimes it would be a little bit of horror suspense. So probably I could I could probably give mom books by Heather Graham and she would like them just as much. Probably. Okay. Yep. All right. So what did uh, what did you read? So for my uh, my book miss book, you gave me a very Merry Christmas. Uh, the main author for that one is Lori Foster. It's a collection of three short stories. So we've got Lori Foster, Gemma Bruce, and Janice Maynard. I've read Lori Foster before, but not Gemma Bruce or Janice Maynard. Uh, you can find copies of A Very Merry Christmas in our branches, so, but we don't. It's a little bit older, so we don't have it in ebook format anywhere. Uh, these are basically Hallmark movies in short fiction form. Each one follows that Hallmark holiday movie format almost exactly, and I'm not mad at that. With the rising popularity of Hallmark Christmas movies, it's clear that I'm not the only one who enjoys that kind of story, and you know exactly what you're getting with a Hallmark movie, and I think this will scratch the itch if you want to read it instead. I would say that this is a little more racy than a Hallmark Christmas movie. Maybe a lot more racy. So for the first story... You have Marcy. She is a pet psychic, and she gets accused of stealing a donkey from the local live nativity scene, and the sergeant assigned to her case, she's, of course, gorgeous, and he can't keep his mind off of her, and they're, he's 
trying to figure out if she stole this donkey from the nativity scene. And the, the description, as the back of the book says, he can't stop thinking about frisking her. <laughs> so then for the second story by Gemma Bruce, you have ad executive Allison, who does not want to spend the holidays with her very attractive but flaky ex, Lee. But when they're snowed in together at a ski lodge, well, how else are they supposed to keep warm? Uh-oh. Yeah. So... That one's kind of a I hate you, but I love you situation. Sure. And then for the third story, main character's name is Madison, and she is not looking forward to Christmas at all this year. Uh, and somehow she gets stranded in the woods with rough around the edges mountain man Grant, and they have to figure out a way to stay merry for the holiday anyway. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of stuff going on in those stories. Huh? There is. Honestly, like. I wanted more from the pet psychic nativity donkey story than was there. <laughs> like I wanted that to be a whole book. Right. And I wanted them to solve the mystery of the don like like the Jill Shalvis, the Hot Winter Nights. I wanted them to solve that mystery and just that the other ones were are okay. Okay. The pet donkey though. Hey, as long as there was one the winner in psychic there. Psychic with the donkey. I just like that, like the premise of that, like someone steals the town's donkey from their nativity scene and it's like devastating to everyone and of course everybody's like it was the pet psychic <laughs> it, just, it was it, it was like a hallmark movie it was great all right well that was a very merry book miss here so yeah they're enjoyable and we have plenty of them i think system wide if you go to hoopla or go to hmcpl.org put the word christmas in there yep and you're going to spend half your afternoon going through Christmas titles. So we've got all kinds of books for all kinds of tastes. We have Christmas Westerns. We have Christmas Romances. We have like Christmas at the Bookshop. Christmas at Harrington's. Those cool. are just the ones I can come up with at the top of my head. There's Christmas Cookie Murders. Oh, yeah. All kinds of mysteries, straight mysteries, yep. romance. Uh, not so much romance. I mean, just stories that take place during Christmas. Yep. As we've talked before, this is the time of year that I start just reading cheesy mm -hmm. Christmas whatever. So this was a great start. Good. So I'll continue to, to read some more Christmas stuff, but the staff knows that. So they're coming up to me when after they're pulling books in the morning and they're saying, hey, I found this one. <laughs> and, <laughs> so everybody's on board trying to help me find cheesy books to read for Christmas. And I've read many of them already. So <laughs> that's what's funny uh, because people don't believe me. So I'm like, I tell them what the plot is and they're like, oh, you did read that you one. You did read that one, actually. So yeah, I take this very serious for some reason. Yeah. For someone who doesn't take a whole lot serious, I take my cheesy Christmas time book reading very serious. I like that about you. So well, <laughs> you got to pick your battles. <laughs> well, I just think, especially this year, this year has been... Something else entirely. Everything is weird. We've been dealing with the pandemic for what feels like an eternity, and it's just been a handful of months. Yeah. Like, since March. Things have just been stressful for everybody, and the holidays are fraught this year. Everybody's worried about risk assessment, like, who do I hang out with? Right. Can, like, how do we keep our Thanksgiving at 10 people or under? Is that even okay? Just the stress of calculating risk all the time, and even just going to the grocery store, and... You know, the holidays are just special for so many. So not being able to travel or do their usual things makes it feel like, what's the point? But I think you can maybe try new traditions like reading cheesy romances. Sure. Cheesy, not even romances, but just holiday books in general. We got lots of those. You know, you can embrace low-key traditions like watching movies at home with your loved ones. Which I do 
we do on a regular anyway, basis. So, but, yeah. um, I know that you, you feel very strongly about movies. I do. I don't know if anyone's noticed that from listening. I don't, I don't know how they could have. <laughs> you never talk about it. No, I don't really <laughs> talk about movies a whole lot. I love Christmas movies. Just like we talked about Halloween and Halloween shows. I love Christmas movies. I love the Christmas animated movies, whether it's cartoons or claymation. I love the TV episodes that are the Christmas episodes. I don't know. I've always loved that. And I love Christmas movies. Of course, I'm going to lean more towards the darker ones. We'll talk about some of those. But yeah, I'll, I'll watch Christmas movies now for a month. What about you? Do you do that? Do you watch? Yes. Uh, I, I enjoy. We have a stack of Christmas movies that we bring out every year around Thanksgiving. And we just start watching Christmas movies throughout December. That's awesome. And they're just some, some of them I just... Some I could take or leave, you know, they're fine, whatever. And some, I just feel like I have to watch those every year or it's just, it's not the same. So what's a have to watch? I'm curious. Um, well, my, my very favorite Christmas movie is Elf. Okay. I'm not normally a Will Ferrell movie fan. I love Will Ferrell and Saturday Night Live. He was part of the first cast I ever watched on Saturday Night Live. Okay. So like that, his cast with like Sherry O'Terry and the cheerleaders and all that. Right. Like that era was my introduction to Saturday Night Live. But I never really liked his movies, and so I resisted watching Elf for a long time because I didn't like Will Ferrell movies. Right. And finally, I was like, I will watch Elf because everybody's always talking about Elf. And I laughed so hard when he said, I'm sorry I ruined your lives and crammed 11 cookies in the VCR. <laughs> like, I just could not stop laughing at that <laughs> line. And I just, I think the movie's great anyway. You know, you've got your your angry dad who learns to love his family and be a human, and Elf finds his place in the world, and you just know. all those holidays. I hope you find your dad. Right. I just I think it's a great holiday movie, and the singing in the park at the end when everybody finds their Christmas spirit again. You know, the only thing I really enjoyed about Elf, and I probably need to watch it again, was Bob Newhart. I thought he was he, hilarious. He's great. But I have such a low tolerance for Will Ferrell. There's a handful of Will Ferrell movies that I like, and most of them aren't his comedies. Right. With the exception of Step Brothers. I like that one. I haven't seen that. Give me Bob Newhart any day. <laughs> you know, so I'll rewatch it this year. Uh, I know we showed it here last year. We did a couple Christmas mm -hmm. movies one day, and people came out and, and watched that, and they had a good time. So that's a good one. And, and you watched that. With your son? Yeah, we watch it. Okay. All of us together. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. What about you? Well, I watch a lot of weird stuff. The not so weird stuff. I love that BB gun movie, The Christmas <laughs> Story. And, you know, I know that they show it 24 hours at some point every year. Yep. And I watch it six or seven times when it's on then. And I've got the DVD and I'll watch it a couple times. I don't know. That just seems like. A perfect Christmas when you're a kid. That seems like how you looked at Christmas when you were a kid. That's how the world looked when you were a kid. And I wasn't a kid in the 40s. I'm not that old, even though you guys treat me like I am. But Okay, boomer. Okay, stop it now. I am proud to be a Gen Xer. <laughs> but yeah, I, I love that movie because that movie really does capture so much. And the kids don't notice all the stuff going on with the parents. 
and things are going on between the parents, but the kid is so focused on what he wants for Christmas. And that's really until you're an adult and then you, you bring up, Hey mom, remember that Christmas that I really wanted, whatever. And she's like, Oh, that's the year your dad did this or that, or your aunt did this. And you're like, what, (laughs) what are you talking about? Because you're not tuned into that world yet. Right. And it's a very innocent time. So I love that one. I know a lot of people don't like it and probably it doesn't probably because so many people like it and they play it 24 hours. I can see where if you didn't dig that movie that it would drive you crazy. But uh, I do enjoy that one. So actually we have some movies to share and I have a theory that I've talked to you about. And I think we're finally going to decide right here on this podcast as controversial as it is. But we're edgy. (laughs) We're edgy anyway. We are going to finally determine if Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Do you have criteria? I do. Okay. So first, you've seen Die Hard. I have. Okay. And you liked it? Didn't like it? It's fine. It's fine. Wow. Okay. (laughs) We can edit that out. (laughs) It's great. I love it. Thank you. Much better. Okay. We'll use that second take. So... Where do you fall? (laughs) Stop laughing. I'm sorry. All right. Where do you fall? Is it a Christmas movie or is it not a Christmas movie? I think it's a Christmas movie. Okay. I don't have any reason though. I just think it's a Christmas movie. Okay. All right. So I was looking on the internet and a lot of people say because it takes place at Christmas, it's a Christmas movie. And and I think that's thin. I don't think that just because something happens because the day is Christmas Day or Christmas Eve or that there's Christmas trees, that it's a Christmas movie. So this is my criteria for a Christmas movie. Okay. And probably a Christmas story and just anyway. But yes, it takes place on Christmas, but that in and of itself does not mean that it's a Christmas movie. Why I think it's a Christmas movie or why I know it's a Christmas movie is because the whole movie's plot is dependent on the fact of Christmas. So the whole movie wouldn't have happened if John McClane didn't go out to the West Coast to meet his wife, who was having a Christmas party. And then because of the Christmas party and not so much security in the building, the bad guys come in to do what they do. I don't want to give it away. I know the movie's been out for like 70 or 80 years, but there's probably still people out there that haven't watched it. So I don't want to give too much away, but the whole reason the movie exists, the whole reason that story exists is because of Christmas. So that is what makes it a Christmas movie. Okay. With that logic though, I have realized that some movies that I've always considered Christmas movies, they're not really Christmas movies. So I've got a list of a couple movies here. All of these are available in the system, some on Hoopla. All right. So if anybody wants to test this, they can certainly check them out. So Die Hard, I say, is a Christmas movie. Die Hard 2, which also takes place on Christmas, is not a Christmas movie. And I always said that that was more Christmassy because it takes place on the East Coast. It's snowing. He kills somebody with an icicle. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, does it get more Christmassy than that? Maybe. When you kill a terrorist with an icicle. If it was a candy cane. Uh, I've seen that, not in this movie. Oh. But that's, I'll, I'll mention which movie has that. Oh, dear. But yeah, so, okay. 
the whole reason the movie happens is because terrorists are trying to get a guy who is in custody, flying through the airport, going from one place to the next to be prosecuted for his crimes. The only reason it happens is because that's the day all of a sudden that they decided to do the transfer. I see. If he had been transferred any other day of the year and then Christmas came, there would not, you know, it, it has nothing to do with, with, okay. with, with Christmas. All it right. just happens on Christmas. So, and then of course that logic, then you say, well, Rob, that means Halloween's not really a Halloween movie because they're just transferring Michael Myers the day before Halloween. And I would say you're correct. Halloween just happens to take place on Halloween. Oh. So it's not a Halloween movie. However, Halloween three season of the witch is totally dependent on Halloween, the season, because it's about a 2000 year old warlock who's playing a trick on children on Halloween night, the night that he tries to, you know, the, the, as he explains to the hero, the barriers between the living and the dead are, are, are down this night. So I'm going to make this huge sacrifice and play a joke. So Halloween three, the movie that everyone hates or the movie that a lot of people hate. Most people are woke to it now (laughs) (laughs) is a Halloween movie because it's dependent on Halloween. Halloween, the classic, which is still a classic is not really a Halloween movie. Okay. So what movies do you have? And we'll see if they're really Christmas movies or not. Home Alone. Home Alone is definitely a Christmas movie because right, it wouldn't have happened if they hadn't left for Christmas. Exactly. I like that one so much. I love the soundtrack. Even like the, the like the mystery sounding music. Right. Uh, it's still Christmassy. So I just I think that the whole thing just feels like Christmas to me. And that may just be because we've watched it every year for 20 some odd years now. But I think that's the ultimate kid fantasy, too, is to be left right. behind. But to take care of yourself. Yeah. The best part is when Kevin makes his like microwave macaroni and cheese and has his little quiet moment before the final battle with (laughs) the wet bandits. You know, he like sits at the table. He's got his fork and knife and he says his little blessing with his like Stouffer's mac and cheese in front of him. (laughs) And then he hears like noise outside and he's like, it's time. (laughs) I think that scene is so good. But that one, you would say that one is a Christmas movie. Definitely. It, It would not have taken place if it wasn't for Christmas. Okay. Uh, the next one, I think this one in the last couple of years has actually surpassed my love for Love Actually. Uh oh. So I do love Love Actually. I still think that's a great movie, but I think I prefer The Holiday. Have you ever seen that one? I have not. Okay. I think it, it doesn't have to be a Christmas movie. So this one may not necessarily, even though it's called The Holiday. So the premise is you've got two women, one in the UK, one in California. And they have breakups or heartbreaks and they just need a break from their regular life. And they find this website that's like Airbnb, but it's house swapping. So you find somebody to come like hang out at your house and you go hang out at their house for an agreed amount of time. You know, then you come back to your regular life. So they just decide to swap houses. And it happens to be over Christmas. You know, Cameron Diaz from California goes to the UK in this little tiny cute cottage and... (laughs) you know, hijinks ensue and Kate Winslet comes to California and stays in this, you know, huge California mansion and meets like movie people and is like star starstruck and they find love of course. And I just, the whole thing feels cozy, but by your criteria, I don't know that it has to be a Christmas movie because they could have house swapped anytime. 
They just house swap at Christmas. Right. Yeah. See, I would say that, that that movie uses Christmas as a backdrop. Okay. And now let's go back to Love Actually, which I'll say that's that's a movie I never knew anything about. You recommended it to me. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed that one to the surprise of my wife that we watch it every year now. <laughs> she thought I was just like being goofy, but I really enjoy that one. Is that a Christmas one? I think, yeah, because everything kind of like if you think about like all the stories kind of revolve around Christmas things, right? Like there's the Christmas concert where the kid has to play the drums so that his That's kind of a huge part, yeah. And the Christmas party that like the secretary and Alan Rickman are like trying to plan and having some kind of thing. And Okay. Okay. So we'll say that that's a little bit more of a Christmas movie than the holiday. I think so. Okay. All right. It's dependent on the season. All right. What else you got? We already talked about Elf. Definitely Do you think that Christmas. one is a Christmas? Oh, yeah. That one exists only because of Christmas. Okay. But Buddy the Elf could have traveled to New York at any time. Wasn't he going to meet Santa Claus? No, he was going to meet his dad. Oh, that's right. Maybe Elf doesn't have to be a Christmas movie. Like, because I think he could have left the North Pole at any time during the year. Oh, okay. So two of my favorite holiday movies are are not not holiday movies. Okay. What about Charlie Brown Christmas? Charlie Brown Christmas is 100% a Christmas. All right, so some of the other ones that I have, uh, this was shocking. Again, we're being edgy. I know this is controversial. Uh-oh. Uh, I, I even have a friend that was in this movie, and she might come down from Canada to whoop me when I say this, but Bob Clark's classic Christmas horror movie, Black Christmas, because we don't know why the guy sneaks into the sorority house and starts killing people. It could have happened any time. It just happens on Christmas. I have to say that Black Christmas, the original, the classic with John Saxon, Olivia Hussey, and my friend Lynn Griffin, not a Christmas movie because it could have happened any time. We don't know why it happened. Now, here's where we get really crazy. The remake that everybody hates from 2006 is definitely a Christmas movie because the guy escapes on Christmas to go back to the sorority house to kill everybody because he was traumatized on Christmas. This Plot is crazy. Yeah, this is crazy. So the classic that we all uh, love, not really a Christmas movie. And, and I like the first remake. Don't get me wrong. So I'm not, I'm not in the wrong here. Of course <laughs> I love that one. And I think it's uh, I think it's great. It, only exists because of Christmas. Now, there was a remake from a couple years ago. Actually, no, there's a remake from last year. I didn't like it. I don't remember enough about it. I, I don't I don't recommend anybody really going out of their way to watch that. Always go to the classic original one from 1974 first and then try the 2006 remake. That might be a little bit too grisly for some people. The 2019, I just didn't like. I don't think that was a Christmas. I don't think it depended on Christmas. I don't remember enough of it to say yes or no. But, yeah, so Black Christmas, the original, the classic, not a Christmas, the remake that people don't like, definitely Christmas. Uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night only happened because of Christmas. Okay. There's no way around that. I mean, the trauma started when Billy was a kid and saw his parents uh, attacked by Santa Claus. And then as, (laughs) as a young adult... 
Mr. Sims forces him to dress up at, as Santa Claus for the last day. He worked at Ira's Toys. And then Mr. Sims gets a little liquor in him and starts telling Billy, well, you know, it's Christmas Eve. You know what Santa does on Christmas Eve. And, and Billy's like, oh, yeah, he killed my parents, I guess. I guess I have to kill people, too. Mr. Sims gave me just enough alcohol for me to think that this is right. And so, boom, there you go. Gremlins, definitely. Uh, the Mogwai is a present for Billy on Christmas night or okay. Christmas Eve, Christmas present. Would not have happened if it wasn't for Christmas. A Christmas story that I talked about, definitely Christmas. Mm -hmm. Christmas vacation only exists because of Christmas. Right. A Christmas horror story, which is becoming a favorite. It's it's an anthology of different Christmas stories. But the, the main reason for the movie is Christmas with a guy at a radio station going down to the local mall dressed as Santa Claus, losing his mind and attacking people. And, of course, Bill Shatner's in that one. So, oh, great. Yeah, he's the main DJ. Mm -hmm. uh, and then here's the big one. It's a Wonderful Life. Christmas or no? Not a Christmas movie. What? Using this well-thought-out formula that I've concocted in my brain, It's a Wonderful Life that I've always watched for Christmas. I've always considered Christmas. It, it happens on Christmas, but he just chooses Christmas Eve to jump off a bridge. Clarence ends in a Christmas angel that I remember. He's just an angel doing just his job. Regular everyday angel. Just a regular angel trying to get his wings. And uh, it could have happened any time. If it, it would be a Halloween movie then, I guess, if he had done it on All Hallows' Eve. Okay. So the wrap-up of the movie takes place on Christmas. Uh, it's not necessarily a Christmas story. So that's, uh, I believe, everything I just said. <laughs> it's yeah. an infallible formula for determining if it's a Christmas movie or not. <laughs> you don't have to. You can definitely check out all these movies from our system, some on Hoopla, and decide for yourself. But uh, I feel pretty good saying that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Right, because if it hadn't been for the Christmas party, it wouldn't have happened. Exactly. So First Blood, a lot of people say that's a Christmas movie because you notice that some of the buildings that Rambo's blown up at the end of the movie has mm -hmm. Christmas decorations in it. Yeah. It, it's not a Christmas movie. Because it doesn't hinge on it being Christmas right. for it to happen. Right. I see. L Lethal Weapon, Christmas movie or not, I say no. Christmas is in the background. Okay. So you don't have to believe me, though. You can check them all out and decide for yourself. Do you remember Jingle All the Way? Have you seen that one? Definitely Christmas because he's trying to get the popular Christmas toy. Right. So, where do you fall on like the Hallmark movies, of which we have a ton? You like I, those? You put those on in the background, or do you watch them religiously? I have friends that will watch every single one, and that's basically all they watch as soon as ABC Family or whatever channel Hallmark starts their million days of Christmas <laughs> movie marathons. And I can appreciate that. It's like why I reach for a romance novel. They are in it to win it for all of those Hallmark holiday movies because of the comfort factor they know that nothing in that movie is going to be traumatic for them it's not a stressful movie watch there are no children in peril no one's getting stabbed and if they are it's like they just talk about it there's no gruesome violence or anything and it's a happy love story always so at the end you know they're going to end up together no matter what hijinks happen in between my favorite one, it wasn't actually a Hallmark movie. I think it was a Netflix special. It's called The Spirit of Christmas. 
And you can imagine that this is a ghost that comes back every year only on Christmas. Sure. That the high-powered lawyer that doesn't have time for this happens to fall in love with the ghost. Uh, There's a mystery and a murder and, like, the ghost appeared. I don't know. It was fun. It was just fun. Are you familiar with Scrooged, the greatest Christmas movie starring Bill Murray? Yes. I would say that's Christmas because he's making everybody work on Christmas. (laughs) Yes. That's probably one of my favorites, too. I didn't mention that because I have so many dang favorites. Right. But I prefer to watch that than any other version of Scrooge. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Muppet Christmas Carol. I don't care. I don't care. (laughs) It's so creepy and good. You know who's not in it? Bill Murray. Bill Murray. All right. Fine. All right. Well, I want to encourage everybody to find something comforting. For them, for this holiday season, lean into that comfort and the low key, like hanging out at home with your Christmas story, whether it's a book or a movie. Maybe you can't travel and go visit family this year, but you can create new ways of getting into the holiday spirit if that's not something you usually have to do. Uh, I know it's hard, but we can do it. Yeah. And I would say share it. Yeah. You know, there is no reason why you can't. I mean, send your picks to us. Let us know what you like to watch. Maybe we'll talk about it or what you like to read. Or you can't maybe travel, but you can certainly get on the phone or Zoom and watch something with a friend. There's nothing that yep. keeps you from sitting on the couch with Yeah, Netflix a, and Disney Plus have those like watch together features. There you go. So you can call like, a queue friend. Up thing, watch it together over Zoom or like li- drunk and get drunk and live text with your girlfriends, a Hallmark movie. That could be super fun. You know, if we're all stuck at home. Figure out a different way to get together with people. Because, like, I've done that. I've watched movies with a friend because, you know, we live states away. You get on the phone, put the movie in, crack a beer, and it can be just as much fun. So do that. Share. And and if you have a favorite movie that you always have to watch by yourself, your family doesn't want to watch it, make them watch it. Yeah. Share it with them. (laughs) Let everybody take a pick. Like, what's a movie that everybody wants to show everybody else? And just, you know, and that's how you kind of learn about people, too, is like yep. when somebody says they recommend something because they like it, you're you're getting to know them a little bit. So share and tell us what you like and uh, just keep it chill, man. Enjoy the holiday this yep. year as best as you can. Yeah. Uh, we would like to give a shout out to our amazing, amazing, amazing editor, Chris. Yeah, he happens to be my husband. And without him, we wouldn't sound nearly as good. No, this man. He makes man, us sound way smarter than Oh, we my are. gosh. This man is a wizard. And we could not do this. You would not want to listen to this without Chris listening to it first. <laughs> no. It's that simple. So thank you, thank you, thank you, Chris. We appreciate you. Yep. Find your cozy stuff. Hunker down. And remember... Don't Don't trust trust robots. robots. The views expressed by the hosts are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the Huntsville-Madison County Library System. For more information on the Huntsville-Madison County Public Library, visit us online at hmcpl.org. If you'd like to learn more about some of the topics discussed today, visit your local library, which is us. No representation is made that your librarian is more knowledgeable than other librarians or that they have any expertise on your particular project.